We are back. back. We're back now. Yep. We took a long break for uh, re- no reason because of the, the, the river of life yeah. flowing onwards. And the monsters are just going to stick around, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> this is how do we do this? What are we doing? Um, the, the podcast where we go through the entire monster manual and figure out what's up with all those monsters. (laughs) Have you ever cracked open the monster manual and thought, what's up with these? (laughs) This is just a bunch of made up creatures. Bunch of made up crap. (laughs) And, uh, they are mostly made up. Yeah. But... They have some precedents in history and mythology, and we try to draw out the the flavor of a monster so that you don't end up using them just like a just like a prop to be attacked with swords. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this one is the crawling cr- claw. Crawling claw. Yeah. Alliteration check. Great. Um. One check mark. One check mark. <laughs> That's all you so need far, sometimes. we'll we'll get we'll get to the other yeah. check marks. So uh, deceptively simple. It is a hand. Yeah. It is a hand, and it crawls. It crawls around. It's yeah. Um, it always it's it's there's this has I think like one of the most extreme ratios of like flavor text to underpoweredness oh absolutely yeah i think thing. i even wrote that down yeah it's like you look at it at a glance it's like well this is a pretty intense creature and then you look at the stats and like all right um nothing nothing this is what like i feel like i in real life west grist mm-hmm. could like tangle with a bunch of these no problem <laughs> and they're just hands that crawl around you know you really want to throw that gauntlet down? Yeah. That's, I'm, that's, from now on, I'm going to start judging the monsters yeah. based on the ones that I can fight. If you are life. a disembodied hand yeah. and you're listening to this podcast, bring it on. Yeah. it's it's Yeah. Come and get me. We're at Sadler House, Peterborough. <laughs> I can never remember the numerical address, but if you ask a stranger, I'm sure they'll let you use their iPhone. Yeah. It's the one with the Google turret. Map it. It's the one with the turret. Come get some. Yeah. Uh, and well, I think even you're not the only one that thinks that. I think I looked up on some D and D forums, and they're like, they talk about how to actually use them in a in a way that is challenging. And they're like, you could probably take on one hand. So the way I figured it out is to just use a lot of hands. Yeah, because one hand I can conceive of fighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could just like kick it. You know, yeah, but yeah, but like like forty hands would be an ordeal, right? <laughs> ordeal, like it's a chore. Just like a swarm of hands, though. You just yeah. open the wrong door, and it just like like animated hands, like just slapping at just you, like falling out, like a room just packed with hands. Yeah, not not interesting talking goofy hands like in Labyrinth. Yeah, just no. hands that just want to slap you, like E Honda yeah. coming at you. Yeah. And like obviously dead corpsey hands too. Like they're pretty corpsey looking. They're explicitly the corpsey. Yeah. They are the severed hands of murderers animated by dark magic so that they can go on killing. The uh, wizards and warlocks of a dark bent use crawling claws as extra hands in their labors. Okay, you minus a point 
for hand pun. Yeah. Wizards and warlocks. Um, I like of a dark bent. Yeah, that, that kind of uh, jumped out at me as well. Yeah. The I don't know. Uh, they must have had a lot of fun writing this this claptrap. <laughs> <laughs> Magical origins, origins, origins. Through dark necromantic rituals, the life force of a murderer is bound to its severed hand, haunting and animating it. If a dead murderer's spirit already manifests as another undead creature. If the murderer is raised from death, or if the spirit has long passed on to another plane, the ritual fails. So you got to get, uh, you got to get it fresh. Yeah, you got to be the first one to the scene of the crime, and then you murder the murderer. Yeah, yeah, and what, like, and you got to leave the rest of the body. Yeah, you can't do other necromancer shit with the rest of the body. Yeah, it's a yeah. one one use only thing. Yeah. That you gotta throw the rest of the corpse away. Yeah, I guess you get two hands, right? Get two. <laughs> yeah, I guess two so. per murderer. It doesn't say that explicitly. For some reason, it's pictured as one. Like, you, but it totally makes sense. I think it's kind of funny that they, the first category, because they bold each kind of section. Yeah. Magical origins, as if you might think that they like could be <laughs> naturally occurring. Well, yeah. <laughs> The naturally occurring crawling human hand. <laughs> well, why not? Oh, man. Can you imagine I'm... a world of just body parts, just like lived in different, just like nations of body parts? There was, ah, oh, I can't, I think it might be an examiner. There's a pre-Socratic philosopher that had That was this, a hand? That was, yeah, he was a creeping claw. <laughs> um, uh, he had this idea that uh, like every, I get a, a, a next episode correction with the <laughs> specifics of this, this philosopher. Um, but part of his cosmology, I guess, or just his, his origin of the world was that there was a formless void and like all of the individual aspects of things were just floating around waiting to be combined together Mm -hmm. into like things that made sense. But part of this was that floating around in this void were just all of the individual body parts of humans, (laughs) like looking around for the rest of their complete human to fully like, so there'd just be a hand floating around like an elbow maybe and like an ear here and there yeah just floating around in the void waiting to coalesce into people right that's already a good idea you open a portal to that world yeah and you gain access to all of these like uh these possible hands yeah but possible body parts (laughs) yeah but if you all of your body part minions have to be alliterations, <laughs> so, that's a great, yeah. uh, great idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crawling claws, fleeting feet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some really cool ideas for alternative spell casting. Yeah, methods that are more like uh, like player skill, player cleverness based, right. that are, are more based on like words. So you can cast any spell. But it has to like rhyme, yeah, and it has to be like under a certain number of syllables or something, right? And then the game runner has to like, depending on how well the the player has obeyed the rules of the magic system, yeah, you can like make it backfire more or less depending on how like well they phrase their spell, right? So like every spell is kind of like a genie wish. <laughs> 
Yeah, kind yeah. of. But yeah. it's also like it's uh, it's possible to nail it and have the effect exactly as you yeah. want if you phrase it correctly right. or you, you follow the rule as well as you can. Well, that's great because I, I feel like that's what wizards are already doing with the verbal components of their spells, yeah. right? It's just in the weird magic language. Yeah, I right think sounds. Yeah, I think it's totally compatible with the way they do it in the game now because it's uh you look think of it as like the spells that are in the spell book are just the like foolproof recipes yeah. that they the the magic people have like figured out over years and years of of fucking it up yeah yeah it's like the joy of cooking recipe for this thing yeah. <laughs> take some liberties with it but this, if you do this one this is work. the core yeah if you just yeah. memorize this and then when you need to cast it you just complete it with the last few phrases and yeah. motions and then it's good and this yeah. spell never fucks up but there's a whole world of stuff you can do and yeah. if you want to risk it you can try to cast you can try to make whatever you want to happen happen because yeah. it's magic yeah but you're going to run into complications right and maybe there are some like high stakes spells like look everyone else who like casts a spell like had to throw a little bit of elephant snot <laughs> yeah into it. figuring we don't out know the material if you need components. it for it to work but nobody's tried it without it yeah yeah so you gotta find some elephants to open a portal to the hand, the hand, the hand zone. Yeah, the hand zone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the spell. Uh, the ritual invoked to create a crawling claw works best with a hand re- recently severed from a murderer. To this end, ritualists and their servants frequent public executions to gain possession of suitable hands or make bargains with assassins and torturers. Uh, great, all that's great. I love uh, little uh, mage servants yeah. sn- uh, sniffing around morgues, sniffing around um, execution yeah. blocks. Yeah, It's a good scene. If you have uh, player characters hanging out around town, you're just walking through and you might like notice some weird stuff happening yeah. at, a, at a hanging uh, all kinds of stuff you can like that's like all ripe for players noticing foul play starting to happen yeah that's great that's great uh just to like hint at Mm -hmm. stuff possible scenes early on i misread that bit about assassins and torturers the Mm -hmm. first time i read it and was thinking that the bargain was like you get the assassin's hand (laughs) later it's like okay you got to take out this guy but i'll pay you triple if you cut off your own hand for me at the end of it what (laughs) you know because it needs to be a murderer uh-huh. Right. Yeah. But uh, and so I thought. So they hire an assassin. The, yeah. To murder someone, and then they take that assassin's hand. Yeah. That somehow they bargained for that. That is. That's that's great. Yeah. Like that's uh, a, see. Then now it's a mystery plot, and they're trying yeah. to figure out what happened, and they know that someone was yeah like the someone yeah, was why murdered. does everyone from the assassins guild only have one hand? Yeah. Yeah. That's the initiation, but it's all part of a wizard's plot. It always is. He started the assassination guild just as a way to farm for murderers. Oh for man, that's something that a crazy wizard would do as well. <laughs> Massive overspending, yeah. of resources to get. See, the thing is, this I feel is, like that's this... perfect chaotic evil, right? This because is, that's yeah. like I want things to be bad for everyone, maybe even including me, but in the most fun way possible. And overly complicated. Yeah. (laughs) Just like layers of like social engineering and resource spending all to get what is 
really uh, an underwhelming yeah. outcome. Like something as <laughs> powerful in g- the game is like maybe a cat. Yeah, it's you no, know? it's no more powerful than a normal hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's, All yeah. you're getting is is some hands. Like there's, you do get uh, just complete control over it which is i guess the the benefit yeah and you do get the one thing it has over other necromancy projects is that products rather is that it is immune to turn undead effects right so clerics can't send it away which is the one thing that it really has on top of uh like any other necromancy yeah yeah, it's true. Clerics can't do that to my hand either, though. No, <laughs> no, but your hand isn't usually under the control of an uh, evil wizard or warlock. It's true, it's under the control of me, who is a neutral wizard or warlock. Yeah. The, but it like yeah like sending like spending I don't know it's just so much work to get this hand and all it does is like it helps you like carry your groceries. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> if you just kind of follow the, the the text here that's kind of it doesn't really well yeah we'll read on mm-hmm. uh claw can't be turned nor can it be controlled by spells that control undead these foul monsters are entirely bound to the will of their creator which can concentrate on a claw insight to mentally command its every action if the crawling claws creator doesn't command it the claw follows its last command to the best of its ability so you can just send each one on its own little mission yeah. to do whatever Commands given to a crawling claw must be simple. A claw can't be tasked with finding and killing a particular person because its limited senses and intelligence, it is a hand, (laughs) prevent it from tracking and picking out specific individuals. However, a command to kill all creatures in a particular locale works. Uh, Great. Good little uh, murder mystery in like a little tavern or something. Yeah. And it's going around murdering people in each room and everyone's turning up suffocated. Then you go back to bed and then someone else is suffocated. Yeah. Uh, However, a command to kill all creatures, a crawling claw can easily feel out the contours of keys and doorknobs crawling from room to room on a blind killing spree. (laughs) The thing is, the thing with that mystery scenario, I think, is that it doesn't, I don't think it would know to wait. If it's this dumb that it can't, follow more specific instructions yeah. and it's not going to like lay low while the heat blows over it's just going to keep trying to slap people to death or whatever yeah. if it can't suffocate you this is the thing it only has like it can't fight yes it's uh, not 1d4 even, plus one damage yeah it's not particularly stealthy either it, it can climb i guess mm-hmm. um it's not very fast uh yeah. I feel like it should at least have like, I don't know, advantage on perception checks based on touch or something. Something, you know. I think it should be stealthy. It makes sense. Yeah. It should at least have advantage on stealth or something because yeah. it's a hand. It shouldn't be like as stealthy as a normal person. Yeah. Because it is approximately one twentieth of a normal yeah. person. <laughs> but it's still as strong as a normal person. Right. Right? It like is as strong as a two-handed person. Yeah. Which, I guess, uh, I don't know, power of necromancy. Yeah. 
power of an appendage not uh, limited by the will of the the mind that controls it. Mm-hmm. It is not charismatic, that's for sure. It is as wise as a normal person. It is not very smart. It is more dexterous than an average person. Stronger and more dexterous. And by not my not by much, yeah, it's it's weird. Uh Crawling Claw possesses little of the intellect and memories of the individual which it was once a living part. The hate, jealousy, or greed that drove that person to murder lingers on, however, amplified by the claw's torturous, fragmented state. Left to its own devices, a crawling claw imitates and recreates the same murderous acts it committed in life. So that's kind of uh interesting. Yeah. It's uh it's a little bit at odds with being under the creator's control because if it's it says that uh if it's not commanded to do anything, it follows the last command to the best of its ability. So does it like if it completes the task, does it then just kind of revert to whatever it did in life? The murderous right. intention? Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah. Because like it can't do both. It can't. Yeah, it can't do what it did before. It was a creeping, crawling claw. And yeah, yeah, no, that's like that's, yeah, it can't. Yeah. It can't do murderous, uh, emotional stuff while also following the commands of its mm-hmm. creator. Yeah. So with, you have to kind of figure out what state the claw is in, or maybe it has like a little bit of a stylistic relish to, yeah. of like if it was like an axe murderer, maybe it tries to like pick up an axe and kill you, or if yeah. it was like, or if it like flashed uh, like a Wu Tang sign before it killed you, and then it does that <laughs> <laughs> while it's doing its duty. I don't know, uh, uh, but it's it's cool. I like that. The I like the idea of the hand possessing the like distilled. Because, like, the the murderer, usually, like, a human being isn't always in a murderous rage. Yeah. But the hand of the murderer contains, like, that moment forever. Right. And plays it out. Yeah. Kind of like a ghost, except uh, as a hand, you are a physical thing, and you have you have the ability to affect the, the physical world. Yeah. All you understand is action. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, like, your hand, it's, like, the part of your body that you use most of the time to, like, extend your will. Right. into the world, right? So the crawling claw is just that. It's just the action part yeah. of like having a hand because it's just all it is is the hand. All, all it is is the action. It just does the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's outward expression of something. Yeah. So that's great. But you have to, if you're using it in a game, you have to kind of decide whether it's just like how does that fit with the being under the command of a, of someone else. I don't have an answer for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than the ones, the style points, the Wu Tang flash before it kills you. I don't know. Living claws. If a crawling claw is animated from the severed hand of a still living murderer, complication, the ritual binds the claw to the murderer's soul. The disembodied hand can then return to its former limb, its undead flesh knitting to the living arm from which it was severed. Made whole again, the murderer acts as though the hand had never been severed and the ritual had never taken place. When the crawling claw separates again, the living body falls into a coma. Destroying the crawling claw while it is away from the body kills the murderer. 
However, killing the murderer has no effect on the crawling claw. Uh, this this all to me speaks of like a murder mystery again. Yeah, totally. More complications in the discovery of information, and then it tells you if, say, the murderer is killed because yeah. they figure out who the murderer was. Mm-hmm. Then the hand gets away, and they're like, "Oh, oh shit! It was the hand all along." And then they have to like chase the hand, and it's uh, full of antics. Yeah, yeah. And the murderer was trying to keep a secret identity, kept his hands in his pockets the whole time while sending his crawling claw <laughs> that he did the ritual himself to turn his own. Show hand me your hands. I don't want to. Yeah, and then when you finally <laughs> no like, find the Come hand on. and squash it, he just suddenly dies. It's like, yeah. Oh, uh, that answers that. Right. <laughs> It's just a yeah. weird. Um, it's a weird morality to deal with because it has to be a murderer, right? Yeah. So the person is a murderer, and then whatever like TV logic you want to apply to like it being okay to kill him because he's a murderer, or bad yeah. things happening to him already because he's a murderer, uh, whatever. Um, but the idea is the hand when it leaves him, he goes into a coma, and he he doesn't. It says that he acts like he doesn't know, but it's. I think it kind of implies that the 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 guy, the murderer, doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, and is kind of confused about what's happening and denies it. So I don't think they know what's happening. And the hand is going off, possibly murdering other people. So the hand right. is more so evil. You can remove your own hand and then walk around while your hand kills people, and you're in a different place because you're in a coma. Yeah. Went, yeah. Okay. Like it looks like like the the murderer has no control over this. Yeah. The murderer was like captured by a a resource heavy wizard with a yeah. lot of time on his hands. Yeah. And um it's impossible not to make stupid puns by accident. So ignore any hand based wordplay <laughs> going forward. Uh lots of time to do this to get what is essentially uh just like some extra help moving yeah. washing dishes or whatever. Yeah. But if you want to send a hand to go murder somebody and you use a still living murderer, then uh they don't know what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's <laughs> it real is weird. weird. It's a real <laughs> It just seems like a lot to go through to for two hit points. Yeah, this is definitely a low. This is a level one murder mystery. Yeah, um, that you can weave into a greater narrative about maybe f- later on challenging the creator of the crawling claw. Yeah. But it is, um, it's just yeah. It seems like a lot of trouble. Yeah, it seems it would be like these are good. Uh, like character revealing creatures to have around, right? Because if you're like, okay, we got to go talk to the wizard, he has a bit of a reputation of being like kind of a like a like a morbid weirdo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. And you get to his house, and like all, he's got like a fleet of crawling claw butlers, <laughs> like and servants, and just all these hands doing stuff. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, there's just a bunch of hands crawling around this guy's house doing things. I don't know if they're pets or servants or whatever, but they're doing stuff for this guy. And then. You find out later that he has to murder an entire person to get a pair of hands to run around and do stuff. But then he also found out, double twist, that it's just murderers he's doing that to, to yeah. get these extra hands, you know. So. It <laughs> just, just loves hands. Yeah. It just, it just 
You can have a whole hand-based character. He's know? like a... <laughs> God. Yeah. That's very D&D. He's like a Pokemon... Uh, what do you call someone that Pokemons? A Pokemon trainer? Trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Or Except gym leader, depending on what level of... of like <laughs> where they are in their Pokemoning career. Um, Would it be cool if the murderer who had... Like what if he uh like what if a what if a crawling claw yeah was was actually kind of naturally occurring and a murderer like severed his own hand yeah and then was no longer filled with murderous intentions and right. then the claw itself runs away and becomes its own thing yeah and isn't connected to like a greater plot so it's a way to like separate like, if you're a murderer, it's the way to separate the part of you that's a murderer from the rest of you. Mm-hmm. It's not a murderer. Just, like, externalize that. So, like, okay, well, that's something else now. And I'm the rest of me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That could be, maybe, okay, if you are a character that is kind of an evil character and then you want to become a good character, sacrificing your hand Oh, that's a good way to make it a a player-facing thing. Like, okay, well, uh, like, it's been revealed that I'm an evil character, even though the rest of my party didn't realize, but I did something heroic, and I want to redeem myself. And you cut off your own hand, and it crawls away. And it crawls away and becomes, like, a recurring villain. Yeah, because you accidentally did the ritual or something, (laughs) in just, like, your moment of passion. Yeah. Like, that action, that, like invoked the magic to do it or yeah or it's a or it's a it's a ritual it is like right. a, it is a practice that if under the direction of a cleric your hand yeah. can be all of the evil yeah you could even do this in reverse where it's like a good aligned yeah. magic user uh if you capture an evil person you can change their alignment by performing this ritual where you sever their hand but you should like fill the hand with all of the evil and right you have to like Catch the hand, <laughs> or something. I'm sure they would have like like a receptacle or a bucket that they yeah. <laughs> go in mm. before it gets away. Yeah, they would have a whole hand prison. Oh, hand prison, prison of hands, prison, Just of a hands. prison of hands. Yeah, hand prison. It's run by the church that purifies people's souls. It's just full of evil hands stuck in like Chinese finger puzzles. But you can't destroy the hands because that would kill the innocent person. Right. So you need to keep all the undead hands. Got to keep them in hand jail. So that's why there's thousands and thousands of hands in one place. Yeah. And you can't let them coordinate or like you can't let them work together because they -hmm. would be able to do more like fine manipulation. Yeah. Because they're full of selfishness and greed and whatever. Right. So yeah. But if somebody high up in the church turns out to be evil and then can command the hands then there's just a plague of hands <laughs> in the plague village. of hands and that's yeah that's great this see hand plague hand plague yeah <laughs> <laughs> well then that's that's a target for evil wizards to like they want to bust this hand yeah. jail wide open yeah that's great yeah <laughs> There's a quote on this page. Uh, makes you wonder what can be done with all those other murder murderer parts, doesn't it? This was spoken by Evangeliza Levain, necromancer. 
Um, it does make me wonder. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where the the fleeting feet. There's something. The yeah. There's something less. Popping um, heads. Heads are great. Uh, f- flying disembodied heads are great. Yeah. <laughs> In any context, um, but there's a lot more personality to them. They're yeah. different than a severed hand. But they could just roll. Right, and then oh, yeah. chatter, and they can't speak anymore. All they can do is bite you, right? Yeah, you know, you could, you could. I guess you, it'd be a head though, so it would do head things like like talk and see and stuff like that. It could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is yeah. like a, a head has more autonomy and more ability yeah. to because it has a brain. To me, it has more personality and ability to like uh, think, yeah, and change its mind. Whereas a hand can't change its mind because mm-hmm. it is just action. Yeah. Um, but if you go that way, then you get a brain in a jar scenario where yeah. you're just like, uh, I have no mouth, but I must scream. Yeah. Territory. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be just like a, like a, like arms, like inchworming along, you know, arms hands yeah. alongside Little hand them. snakes. Yeah. Um, doing, doing like bicep curls to get around, <laughs> yeah. just like flexing to get everywhere. And you need you need a weight in the hand in order to there for there to be enough like uh of like torque yeah to get going yeah. so you have all these like beefy arms running around <laughs> uh, a leg just a whole leg yeah a whole leg like not without the foot or with the foot with <laughs> I think with the foot I think a leg with no foot has it's just uh a hinge <laughs> like it's just <laughs> but with the foot it can like hop around maybe that's how it gets yeah with around. the foot a foot is kind of a leg with the foot just kind of becomes to me uh like a jester right character because what it it obviously has some ability to do something but it's not going to get anywhere fast and it's not <laughs> yeah. really going to accomplish much yeah it's just when you said the jester it's yeah, like, a, like I'm imagining some like boy prince who's like, "Bring me my justice." <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just a, a leg, legs hopping around, God, and everyone <laughs> clapping and watching them, and he loves it, and everybody's so morbid. really uncomfortable that this is their king. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's uh, that's that's so wrong, but it's uh, maybe that like crawling claws are evil, and then like uh, lonely legs. Yeah, are neutral. Yeah, because it's the one leg. Just like yeah. <laughs> they're just like uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Now yeah. a torso, lower torso, two legs. Hmm. Then you just have these like running platforms. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You could like have a chariot, <laughs> just pulled by torsos. Pulled by legs. torsos. Um, yeah. You could also pin messages to the torso and they would just run (laughs) (laughs) to whoever. Just full tilt, like running around. Yeah, full tilt, just creepy as hell, full tilt running nonstop. Yeah. Uh, Imagine you're just walking through the woods and it just... (laughs) And a torso just like (laughs) sprints by you. you. Oh, man. Yeah. That's great. Uh, That's a good way of telling players that this is some wizard shit happening. Mm Yeah. Nearby. <laughs> uh, what yeah, else? if you were that kind of... You would just throw out the heads because they're, they're no good to you. They don't they don't follow orders blindly. No, they just, t- they yeah. just 
bitch and complain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you would have, you would have, you would keep, um, I think if you had heads, you would keep like a library yeah. of personalities and knowledge. Yeah. And you just keep it in like a vault. And it, instead of a bookshelf, it's just a bunch of heads. Yeah. And then you put it on like, and you would ask pedestal. it questions at a pedestal that right? would activate the and head. It opens yeah. Up and it starts. Yeah. And then they, you have to decide whether you wanted them to be, um, uh, going crazy because they're necromantic creations or if yeah. they're just like kind of robotic, uh, like hard drives. Yeah. 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 Cause it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like full on like Futurama, like they're just themselves, but they're ahead sort of thing. Right. Like there would be, I mean, you could, if you wanted, like yeah. it's a good gag. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> is. But yeah, if you want to like do the weird Necromancer style for it, like his spell book is just another wizard's head that oh, he talks yeah. to, you know? Because he didn't learn the spells. He didn't need to. He's got a wizard's head. Yeah. He's yeah. got a wizard's head that knows it all. Yeah. Especially if there are spells that like take something out of the caster, mm. then you just make it actually not yeah. your problem <laughs> by doing that. Um, A torso. Can a torso do anything? Upper torso. Um, not really. Not really. Like flop around a bit. Flop around. Um, you can make use of organs. It could I don't digest think so. some stuff for yeah, you. Yeah, that's not super helpful. I don't think unless you need spell components that can only be generated by digestion. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> kind of, it's kind of stretching here. Uh, arms. I think are just kind of related to the the hand. Yeah. Um, head we covered individual parts of the head. I don't think. I mean, you could go if you really wanted. You could like use. I think if you isolated parts of the head, mostly we have sensory things going on here. Yeah. So you had a necromancer use like an eyeball that just rolls around and spies on stuff. For yeah, you. spies. Oh, this has never happened before. Emily's calling me. I'm going to answer it on the podcast. Great. Hello? Hi, honey. Hey. Did I interrupt you? Uh, yeah, you're on the air. Oh, good. Um, so I'm going to Oh, okay. So what do you do? Oh, okay. Um... Uh, yeah, you don't have to, yeah, don't worry about me. I'll just walk Casey back home in a bit. Less, sorry, what? Say that again. Oh, okay. I thought that was a weird math riddle you were telling me. Less than two and over 60 to 70 pounds. Yeah, he has three legs. <laughs> yes. He has a twin that only tells the truth. Yeah. Less than two, Buster. What kind of dog? A Quebec mutt. Quebec mutt. Okay. A Quebec qua. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. We'll I'll, we'll think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I looked at that same page on on Facebook. It said they were doing it, so shame on them. Yeah. Love you too.
Uh, I bet. <laughs> okay. Bye. Emily was supposed to go to trivia, and it was canceled. Uh, uh, what were we talking about? Um, faces. Yeah, I think. Using faces, yeah, individual of faces, parts of faces. Individual. Yeah, I think that was it. Um, I think you were about to say something. You were in the middle of saying something. I don't know. God damn it. That's all right. We got to catch that lightning in a bottle when it happens. <laughs> um, yeah, using eyes, eyes rolling at a table, eyes to spy with. Yeah. I think that's the last thing I remember. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a trope as well. Usually it's more of a witchy thing. Yeah. Using an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also, Necromancer, I feel like, would also have just like, if someone was renowned for seeing well or an animal, like a hawk yeah, or an eagle or something, they would have like a mask or like eagle noculars yeah. <laughs> that you could look through and get eagle vision for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, but some of the, like, like a nose or an ear, like those don't move around very yeah. well. Right. But you could just like stick it somewhere and it's like a stationary, like sensor. Oh, sort like of thing. you're bugging someone's yeah, apartment. Exactly, yeah. It's just like a nose. It's just <laughs> attached to the wall. It's like, I can smell whatever's in this room. <laughs> That's such a. I think of David Lynch. I'm imagining like an alternate blue velvet where, like, uh, uh, have you seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, uh, Dale Cooper finds an ear <laughs> and that's how it starts. And then later, uh, uh, God, what's his name? The crazy villain guy. Oh yeah. Um, he smells, he's very into smell and he smells, right. uh, uh, he smells a lot. I don't want to, you should all see blue velvet. It's great. Yeah. But, uh, the senses are pretty important. So what if, the wizard was a super creep and installed like a nose in someone's like <laughs> bedroom or something. Like that's so weird. Don't do that. Don't put that in your game. Make people think weird things. Um, but that's, that's a super creepy thing that a necromancer would definitely do. Yeah. The nose. Yeah. The, when you nose isolate, is, that's creepier than ears. Totally creepy. Cause like an ear. Okay. I understand you're eavesdropping. Yeah. On- a nose you gain no, <laughs> mechanical benefit to yeah. anything you don't like gain. i guess unless you're looking for something that smells a certain specific way yeah right and that's the only giveaway yeah but then you could just walk around you know <laughs> and like just smell it you regularly. could just go there and smell it but it'd have to yeah. be in an off-limits place that you really yeah. want to smell something yeah that's there. i guess if you bugged like every house in the village right yeah. and, like i'll finally find that one oh god that's great guy that smells a certain way you know? yeah it's a that's totally a wizard problem to be seeking a particular smell somewhere that you have to, that you that you aren't allowed to go or something or like you don't want to be found going yeah to. but you've got to send your creeping claws to install the nose bugs to install the nose bugs oh my god <laughs> it's so wrong it's so much worse just, than an ear just finding a nose attached to the wall would just be so disconcerting like a fleshy kind of twitching yeah. sniffing nose yeah that can't react really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but retains the greed and hatred. Yeah, it retains <laughs> the murderous <laughs> instincts of its of its murder. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 
good. Yep. Good quote. Good quote. Evangeliza <laughs> Levine. Um, oh man, that's, yeah. All these things. See, this is why I said it. I think I said it wrong. I said it's deceptively simple. It's deceptively complicated, deceptively rich. Yeah. All the things that a crawling claw is about and can yeah. be about. Yeah, totally. I was thinking also you could have it be, instead of it being like a murderer's hand, um, whatever the person was really into, whatever like the dominant kind of uh, force yeah. theme of their life would be, is then just like amplified in the hand yeah. 10 times. So if you had someone just really into like, you could have like, it'd be like a skill. You have like a virtuoso piano player. Right. Um, and then this, this hand just this plays hand piano just, like nuts. Yeah, doesn't do anything else. Yeah. Uh, 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 fidgeters. If you were like, if you were a really nervous person, then it's super nervous, and that's yeah. all it does. Yeah. Like, yeah, different hand for whatever occasion. Yeah. I don't know how you would make that gameable, but you could have like a room full of like dud hands, <laughs> like we're <laughs> we're too lazy, and yeah. the person was like not ambitious or like was too mild mannered to really yeah. make the hand do anything. Yeah. <laughs> this hand knew a lot of hockey statistics yeah like it's just a lazy (laughs) trivia hand that yeah just wants to hang out yeah um this hand if you leave it alone it'll play fantasy football yeah (laughs) if you let it go on your computer it'll pick some good uh uh runners i don't don't. (laughs) some good sport ballers uh it's telling that my go-to example of like a like a like a garbage skill is a garbage skill is fantasy football (laughs) which is a fine it's just it's just as valid a thing to be into as what is is this but just to be clear um oh i was i had something oh the the thing thing from adam's family yeah thing t thing thing t thing yeah Yeah. you looked that up too or did you just know that no i didn't just know that i looked that up (laughs) Yeah, Thing's full name is Thing T Thing. Um, what does the T stand for? I think we can all guess. Yeah. Um, I actually, I don't know. Could be anything. Uh, I think you could <laughs> Thing you, Tiberius. Yeah, Tiberius. <laughs> I think you could argue um, there's a case to be made that Thing is one of these dud hands. Yeah. In a family of like mild mannered monsters mm-hmm. i think he was yeah. in hand taken from a mild-mannered person possibly yeah. just like a regular regular person a helpful That's why it's just yeah just part of the family kind of part of the family it's kind of just like a really high functioning dog yeah i think it seems like it yeah um, in the original 60s series and in the com i think it was based on an old comic yeah i glossed over the the uh, the, the complete adams family and thing entry because um, it, was, it was a lot of history that didn't seem totally relevant, but it's he uh, thing was a behind like a, a curtain, yeah, and it was too horrible to look at. But yeah. except it's one hand that was the one part that you would could, like move yeah. around outside the curtain and like talk and like make yeah. motions and stuff. But there was actually like a great big creature behind it, yeah. And then they just decided that that it was more fun to have. Uh, a hand running around which yeah. it totally was the hand skateboarding oh yeah 
Uh, yeah. Remember those fingerboards, those tiny skateboards? <laughs> Possibly made because of the Adams Family yeah. movie. <laughs> now that I think about it, those yeah. things were the dumbest things, and I hated people that got good at using them. Yeah, people could do like little clips <laughs> and stuff. I was annoyed at people that thought they were doing something notable when they were like grinding something mm-hmm. with their finger skateboard because you're just holding a thing in your You're hand literally just holding a thing in your hand. Else. And like it, placing pressure on it yeah. and moving it across. Yeah, it. like if you can flip it and have it land the right way, that's, yeah. that's one thing. It was, a, it was a really dumb way of taking the actual danger and risk out of skateboarding. Yeah. And then like... It was like it was basically like being good at trains, like model trains. <laughs> yeah. Like whoa, sweet! You made like you you do something on a miniature scale that is act like it's like it's not real. It's this weird like it's one. It's almost worse than being good at skateboarding in a video game. I think because it's like right. you're not you don't even, even get a sweet soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not even listening to uh, Rage Against the Machine or yeah. anything. Um. And but it was worse because like model train people, I don't think they thought they were cool. They I think they know what they're getting into when they're doing model trains. Yeah. But the people, it was only like one or two people that I knew of that were like spent time on getting good at fingerboards, and it was like they thought they were a lot cooler than they were. <laughs> and like you can't. What if you you can't, like? It's also like being good at like micro machines. Yeah. Like moving little cars around. Yeah. What if you're just really good at moving a tiny car around on a tiny make believe (laughs) track? Like it makes no fucking sense. If you just miniaturize every other normal hobby, like you're good at like tiny basketball, you're good at like tiny martial arts or something. Like, it's crazy. It's insane. What are you good at tiny fencing with sand? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, but this this is good wizard territory because you could murder someone that's good at fingerboard <laughs> and then have their hand just yeah. do fingerboard forever mm-hmm. in your, like, living room yeah. as, like, a trophy. Yeah, and, like... As, like, a conversation piece. Yeah, and, like, you're you're a wizard, right? And, like, maybe you're just, like, uh, like intrinsically interested in everything. And so yeah, you just exactly. want to see what is the end game of fingerboarding. Yeah. Right, like, how... <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> you hold a fingerboarding championship. Yeah. And then you murder, you arrange to have murdered the the winner. Right. And then you take their hand. Yeah. Or if you actually have to follow the logic of this complete ritual, they have to murder someone. So you orchestrate a situation. <laughs> where- slowly implant <laughs> ideas in their head and just like reinforce all of their bad ideas and just like gaslight them into yeah. murdering somebody <laughs> or yeah you, you make them murder in self-defense or something you get yeah. them you make them murder in a technicality and then you take their hand <laughs> and the it, shadows ah! yeah <laughs> yeah you have, you. you have a fucking meat cleaver oh man yeah and you gave them the idea to get into fingerboarding in the first place too yeah you caught them young and you realized they had enough fingerboarding metachlorians <laughs> You saw the potential yeah, until that gets retconned out and never mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a good! I want to run that game. That's a really good game idea. <laughs> I want that character. Uh, okay, we got a. There's a. We've killed a lot of time. Oh yeah, we're uh, we're closing in on an hour. Uh, living claws. 
That's not what I wanted to say. It's the first thing I read on my notes. Uh, <laughs> the image, once again, yeah, uh, that is certainly a depiction of the creature described in the text. Yep. It is a hand. It has a, a bone and the suggestion of some muscle coming out. Uh, it is definitely necrotic and evil looking. Yeah. Uh, the nail is kind of coming off on the, it's a good detail on the, the pointer finger. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the nail is kind of coming off, but not in a way to be overly grotesque, but it is a good touch. What you don't get is any of the theme, any of the implied settings that it would be in situations it would be in, uh, which is difficult for, to do, I think. Um, but you could have like a hand hiding in a cupboard or like a hand hiding in something like, I think you, you could do it, but this yeah. is definitely like, this is a prime opportunity to like do something with that because yeah. you, we don't need help imagining a hand. Yeah. I don't think you could have it just like spider crawling towards somebody's sleeping throat. And that would be, yeah. And that would, that would immediately evoke like more like, Ugh. yeah. Or like, or have it grasping someone's mouth. Yeah. Although I don't think that, uh, there aren't many depictions of actual murder happening, even though the game is explicitly and almost entirely based around <laughs> violence and murder. Yeah. But there's, there are no, I don't, there's no mid strike. Yeah. Images. There's a lot think. of like mid swing. Mid swing. Moments yeah. before a swing and like a yeah. shield being brought up or like a yeah. savage axe being, uh, it's coming at the, yeah. the reader, but like Bow nothing drawn, happening to it. You know. Yeah. But something like that. Uh, you could also have multiple hands, like you were talking about earlier. Multiple yeah. hands would be scary. And that's how, if you look up on forums, like, how do I make this an actual challenge? Everyone's like, use like 40 hands. And <laughs> that actually would be a lot to deal with because there is this thing in Dungeons & Dragons, the turn economy, right? Mm-hmm. And so in any matchup, it's the side with more turns that has like a big Distinct advantage, advantage over the other one. Yeah. And so if you had... Like 40 hands all 40, acting on their yeah. own initiative, which would be very, very tedious. That'd be like so much to deal with. You'd have to wait so long and get like yeah. tiny little punches before yeah. you could do anything. So, yeah. Definitely. Um, also, if you had any more mechanics to do with uh, crit- critical hits, yeah. the more times you roll, the more often you're going to critically hit. So, yeah. players are the most affected by critical hits because yeah. they're always in the in the danger right so yeah. if you have 40 tiny hands and some of them like if you have 40 hands and two of them crit every single turn yeah um that does that that'll stack up uh or you could you probably have to rule it like the swarms have their own rules yeah so you have like a swarm of hands is probably yeah. how you're supposed a to swarm do of it. hands that'd be a pretty tough swarm yeah given what an individual hand does, right? Yes, it's yeah. Swarm of hands. So there's all kinds yeah. of there's stats you can look up online people have made for that. Um, I think that's good only for like maybe the climax of uh, an adventure dealing with yeah. the hand. Because at first I think it's really best used for these murder mystery situations yeah. and you want to avoid uh, overplaying your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I said earlier, and I I violated my own rules, <laughs> and I'm a bad podcaster. But uh, you get what you get. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Oh, uh, the crawling claw appears in an old dragon issue, um, and in several editions of D and D, all basically the same description, never really changed, including all the rules about being a murderer's hand and stuff. Uh, the only difference is it used, they used to highlight the class stealth abilities more and some of the illustrations include non-human 
hands. Oh yeah, which is really cool looking. There's like yeah. a like a bird, like a eagle hand or something. Eagle hand. Is it a talon? I think it's a foot. Okay, you might call it. Yeah, that, that, their yeah. their feet are also their hands, kind of. Yeah, but you don't call them hands That's like true. I just did. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's interesting. Seeing other species' hands. Yeah, just a, just an entire bear paw. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be good, right? Yeah, bear claw. Um, the monkey paw is its own thing. Yeah, its own magical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Though I would be more frightened of like a chimp hand than a human hand. You would be. Yeah, they're stronger. I, I imagine that would translate to just their hands too. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Right? I definitely know. would. I think there's more. Uh, if we're going by like murderous intentions, I guess chimpanzees are known pretty known for their violence. Yeah. But there's yeah. something more like the human hand uh, is more to do with like the fear of another human. It's more of it's almost like a fear of crime. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Less about like animalistic violence and more about like crimes of passion or crimes of uh like easily like more like pettier human things yeah totally i that makes me think of yeah uh there's this great essay i found i won't read i was kind of intending to read some of it but uh we've actually covered a lot of it just through talking you can find it on digital commons uh, the title is Severed Hands as Symbols of Humanity in Legend and Popular Narratives. Somebody wrote a paper on it uh, at the at Utah State University. And it's all about this stuff. And it's really interesting. It really gets into things we kind of touched on about the hand being the uh, the uh, actor, the thing that you that is the extension of a human person out into the world and stories and folklore about people that lose their hands the stories are about like they are no longer really able to contribute to society it's felt it's kind of like the the feeling that happens and then like what happens to the person um and then you get down into like evil hands there's a whole chapter on evil hands and the hook story the story of like the murderer there's like a, a hot young couple in a car and they're trying to make out and they hear on the radio that a crazy hook-handed lunatic is on the loose yeah and then the woman's like uh zip it up there's like a, a metal scraping and then they they get spooked and then they <laughs> drive away and then they look and there's like hook scratches in the yeah or something like that i, I yeah. completely botched that story but yeah um, or like the hook is stuck on the handle of the car. Yeah, yeah, the hook, the hook is stuck or something. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, the idea of disabled disability equals criminal or evil, yeah. um, and you see it in a lot of media, especially more like cartoonish or superhero stuff. A lot of like disabled, handless people. Yeah, a lot of pirates are made. Pirates, yeah. In some way. There's always... Which there's is a, maybe why they had to become pirates, because they couldn't get work. They couldn't get work other places, yeah. Because they were missing a hand or a leg or an eye or something. The disabilities came first. Yeah, and so like, okay, well, I guess... I'll they had just... to join a merry band of likewise disabled yeah. people. Yeah. And, uh... Uh... The... 
was I saying? Um, Star Wars does this a bunch. Oh, yeah. They deal with the ramifications of dismemberment quite a lot. A lot. That was really on George Lucas's mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is a very deep, deep-rooted folklore element. Yeah. There are uh, there are a whole bunch of stories I could read, but they're all it's the the details aren't more interesting than any other story. It's all just about dismemberment. I think Star Wars is actually the most access- accessible and uh, probably widely known story where dismemberment yeah. is an important part. Um, so you get like there's a whole section on it in this paper too, but it kind of boils down to like. Uh, like you lose when you lose faith in your ideals or like when Luke is starting to question the Jedi yeah Jedi methods and ways he loses his hand to Vader yeah and then is in danger of becoming like him yeah right and earlier Vader then Anakin lost both of his legs and an arm <laughs> and got lava burnt right <laughs> Oh yeah, because he uh, he went full dark side. Yeah, he loses yeah. he loses his hand in Attack of the Clones. Right. Yeah. And then first he, of all, when he starts questioning the Jedi Council, yeah. and then he loses the rest of his limbs when he straight up starts trying to kill his master. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That so when it, he yeah. he loses his moral like his moral compass. Yeah. And loses all his limbs. Yeah. And it is like it's it's effective because it is a story kind of about like expert swordsmen right the yeah. jedi experts expert swordsmen and the sith are expert swordsmen yeah and they are potent and powerful in the world and like the biggest way you can deny them power is to remove their hands yeah. or uh what's game of thrones jamie lannister mm-hmm. right he he gets his hand cut off it's a sword hand and then he becomes a likable person oh is that, that what happens yeah he becomes a likable person after that yeah he's his character arc that's the turning point. oh that's cool that's a good subversion of yeah. it because it's usually the other way around yeah usually it's because like in star wars uh dismemberment turns into villainy yeah yeah um but that's that's a more like ancient primal way of looking at it right. so it's it's better now that we live in a more like sophisticated uh world where like we have people without limbs who like have effectively normal lives and yeah. we are like aware of prosthetics and things yeah. like that and like we have a much better healthcare system that we are now able to uh say that people who have dismembered limbs are still part of society yeah. <laughs> and like are yeah. not villains uh, so good for us. Good work, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Uh, and like uh, uh, the 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 prosthetic, the the robotic animatronic. I don't know what the word for that is. Uh, animatronic, maybe. In, uh, the the hands you can get. Real life hands. Real. Life I was hands thinking you you might be talking about that, Star Wars still. Yeah. No. No. In, in the real world. Yeah. That, I think uh, prosthetic hands. Robotic. I think hands. so. Yeah. Maybe robot. Robotic hands. Robotic prosthetics. I don't know. I'm I'm worried. I think prosthetics when they're supposed to be attached to a person. Right. I think. Yeah. But you can, like, if you are missing a hand, mm-hmm. you can get a robot hand. And now there's technology to control that, like, with your brain. And you just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you can sense certain kinds yeah. of brain waves and you just, like, focus. They figured out how to do or, that Yeah, there's, there's, better. A, there's stuff you can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, um, uh, it's great. That's, yeah. that's wild stuff. And it is like that is Star Wars nonsense. Totally. Yeah. 
Um, they and it, they play with it a lot in in Star Wars, and I really like it. Uh, it's a really the more the more I read about it and think about it for this show, the more it makes sense yeah. to me. Where like, um, so Luke loses his hand, and they give him a robot hand, just like yeah. they gave Anakin a robot hand. And uh, in Return of the Jedi, he gets shot in the first um, in like the Jabba's hut sequence. Oh yeah, yeah. And he gets it repaired, and he's able. Like, if that were his human hand, I think he would have been in more pain and agony. But because yeah. it's a robot hand, uh, he didn't feel it as much. And he's able to, like, continue fighting. And I think that was, like, it shows the power of the dark side, where if right. you're cold and unfeeling, you can... Feel more machine than man. Yeah, you yeah. can take more and still keep going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then that's the allure that's the the draw is that you become more powerful that way yeah even and uh uh darth maul though he just gets cut in half and Mm -hmm. falls down a reactor thing in the end of phantom menace in i think the clone wars animated show he Mm -hmm. shows back up and he's got two robot legs what are you serious yep and he's he's taking revenge on darth sidious for betraying him they turn him he's he does a a heel face turn well he's not really a face anymore he's just like he's still Darth Maul. Just right. now, he's like a lone wolf taking. Okay, so he's not. Alive. He's not like. Yeah. He hasn't turned a new leaf, but he's just yeah. seeking vengeance, like yeah. a Sith would. Yeah, I could okay. be getting that wrong, but that's that's more or less. Is that the uh, the two D animated one or the three D animated it's, series? Yeah, I think three D. It's the three D. Okay. One. Yeah, that one's not as good. Yeah, but I accept your yeah. story. But but he gets like weird legs though, because they're like uh they're like raptor legs, mm-hmm. so they. They're better than regular legs because he could have just gotten regular legs that look like. Could he have? Probably. Like <laughs> what were the what like were the hand, right? So you just get like conditions under which like, he Whoa. received new appendages. I don't know because they look like they they let him jump higher and they got like it's like long feet so it's like he's walking on his tiptoes <laughs> so he looks more like a weird robot person. It's a bit much. It's kind of a hat on a hat, right? You know, because he's already he's a already devil Darth, man. He's already Darth Maul, Devil Man coming double back lightsaber, from dead, right? And now he has like Raptor robot legs. Yeah, he's kind of like legs on the devil. Yeah, he's kind of like the devil with big legs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it just seemed like a bit much. But that there's yeah long history of robot limbs and yeah, character transformations. Forever. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, have you heard of the Hand of Glory? Uh, uh no this is a real thing yeah uh a traditional form of punishment under sharia islamic law and in medieval europe for a long time right involved uh cutting off a criminal's body part usually the one used right to do oh the crime, yeah right? i was gonna so, bring that up i didn't know that's what it was called though well this yeah. is it's more to it than that yeah yeah hand of glory um so you know you remove someone's a thief you remove their hand yeah stuff like that uh i'm gonna try to get to I want to get these details right. So, seven hands of criminals were displayed like relics to prevent future grievances. There's an arm still dangling in a in a church in pra- in Prague. Pretty sweet. And so the hand. Come on. Is this a lot of history? I had it. I had it right here. I don't want to butcher this. Okay. Here we go. The amputated hands of felons were used to commit crimes rather than prevent them. 
According to an old European belief, a candle made out of the dried, severed hand of a criminal who had been hanged, known as a hand of glory, had supernatural powers. The hand of glory was the pickled right hand of a felon cut off while the body still hung from the gallows. It was used by burglars to send the sleeping victims in a house into a coma from which they were unable to wake. (laughs) How did it do that? (laughs) Hand magic. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because you pickled it earlier. That's how. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. That's how you release the true power of something is by putting it in dilute acid solution dilute acid solutions <laughs> yeah. and then you and then you turn it into a candle yeah and then you let you put a you put wax on it and you burn the wax down yeah and then you walk around in the house and then yeah. everyone goes to sleep that's a good way to make something magic is by turning it into a candle and putting it next to sleeping people i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that all that all that all figures yeah and if you look up uh look up hand of glory illustrations and photos and things it's, i've definitely seen that image it's great yeah i just didn't it's like a hand with all the fingers coming just it's like a hand like an open palm yeah and then candles extending off of each finger and then right. like the base of the palm or the wrist would be just like on a on a dish that yeah. someone's walking around so, with so it's a you pickle the hand right <laughs> yeah but like, why does it burn like a candle? Is it like because the... you put candles on it? Oh, you put candles you put on things it. on it that okay. burn. Right. I was wondering if there's some way to turn turn a hand into a flesh candle? into candle. But I mean, like probably maybe. there like, is. Is there some? Because like, <laughs> there's not much fat in the hand. It's the wax think. vapor that burns, right? And then it's the fire that melts more wax, and right. then the the melty bit gets wicked up to the lower pressure into the fire area you know a lot more about candles than i do it starts and then it, when it evaporates yeah. it's it's flammable it right? sounds like you're ready to go to the next level yeah i just was wondering if there's a way to turn and a hand into a candle yeah if like if like <laughs> under certain circumstances like flesh would do the same thing yeah if wax. you pickle it if you pickle, if you pickle it, the yeah. right hand of a burglar or the right hand of a of a hung criminal mm. at the gallows. That's what I was getting mixed up. Was I forgot that it had to be a criminal? <laughs> well, yeah, it just yeah. has to be someone that's being hung. Yeah, and then criminals use the hand yeah. in their crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which should be a lot more of. I think if you even like if you're a white collar criminal, if you're a hacker, you should have like a burning hand next to you. <laughs> Just the Enron accountants. Yeah, the Enron accountants <laughs> burning just burning hands. candles on hands, and yeah. then everyone that they're stealing money from or they're they're spilling oil on just goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of alien hand syndrome? Um, yeah, that's when your hand starts doing stuff without you telling yes. us to do that stuff. Doctor Strange Love Syndrome. Yeah. It is real and it is amazing. Yeah, uh, I know we're kind of running over. That's okay, but I want to. Uh, so signs and symptoms, lots of fascinating stuff on the Wikipedia for it. I will read, I will pick out, uh, I guess, one of my favorite paragraph. In order to deal with the alien hand, some patients engage in personification of the affected hand. Usually these names are negative in nature, from mild, such as cheeky, to malicious monster from the moon. For example, Duty and Jankovic described a patient... These are doctors that deal with this kind of thing. Uh, Described a patient who named her alien hand Baby Joseph. When the hand engaged in playful, troublesome activities such as pinching her nipples, akin to biting while nursing, 
She would experience amusement and would instruct baby Joseph to stop being naughty. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> Can you imagine um, living that way? That would... God damn. You just are attached to... This is a real thing. Like another thing. You know what? That probably has something to do. I'm just coming up with... Like, I am not mm-hmm. an expert in anything oh. that I talk about. Okay. Usually. Except candles. Yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, uh, but um, there is this weird thing where there's some evidence to suggest, like, that everybody has this weird split consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a weird left brain, right brain thing. And um, it's uh, uh, the YouTuber CGP Grey has a really good breakdown of, like, how this works. But the it kind of amounts to there is an aspect of your personality that isn't actively controlling your body, but like has preferences and thoughts separate to you. It's not like actively thinking, but it's like this like side passenger consciousness mm-hmm. that is in everybody. It's just like a part of the way your brain works. And sometimes it can act separately than you. And so it's where it's it's part of that thing where you can cover one eye of somebody who has um like forms of blindness where the the eyes are working they're just like they're something in their brain isn't collecting the sight data mm-hmm. but like that data goes to other parts of the brain that you don't directly perceive and you can cover one eye and then the other eye will like react to certain things that are there or like have preferences that i don't know there's i i can't remember all of the details of it but the idea is that there is like a secret other personality a secret inside person living every inside person of and that's a real psychology <laughs> thing is that there's a secret person inside of you who isn't you that sometimes can control what you're doing and so the alien hand syndrome i would suspect since that's also a real thing yeah would be connected to that in some way there are a number of uh, causes yeah uh, they don't have a full handle on it um but the one in, the one that i remember best is it can occur when people have surgery on their yeah. brain mm-hmm. to treat things that separates the two lobes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And then Those, they get, each, each lobe is its own person. Yeah. Kinda. So like they do this to like uh, people that have some uh, epileptic uh, sufferers. Right. Yeah. People who are epileptic. One, like I've never heard of this before reading about alien hand stuff so yeah. i don't know how common it is but part of the treatment is severing the some of the connections between the two lobes of the brain mm. and then yeah. some of the times that creates alien hand syndrome there's also a behavioral uh psychological effect of you lose inhibition there's something like going on in your head where uh you just are compelled to manipulate objects around you in the way that you've learned to manipulate them. So if I have an open book, my hand will just un- like uncontrollably yeah. reach out and then like flip through the pages because that's like a motor function that that my it's like your brain kind of like preloads uh like motor operations. Yeah. When you're like looking at stuff and it's all subconscious, but some like people who suffer from this can't tell it not to do it. So when you think of it, when it subconsciously shows up, it, your hand just does it without yeah. you wanting it to or not. And that's, that's kind of what people are doing when they're uh, like people are, that are very advanced in martial arts mm-hmm. are like taking advantage of that. in like a, so that's why you don't focus like nitpicky too much in what your movements are. You just got to keep practicing and getting it right. Because if you 
like are thinking about what you're doing too much, then you're sort of accessing the wrong database because it's like stored in like muscle memory parts of your yeah, yeah. system rather than it's like not a, a conscious, it's not conscious decision, like informational that do stuff. Yeah. 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 Weird. Weird. So then it's, it's like a physical intrusive thought basically. It's kind like, of. Yeah, yeah. But it's one that you, you don't experience consciously. Yeah. And you have, uh, that's why it's it's called alien hand syndrome yeah. where it's like people experience people ha- also it's ve- it's pretty common for the alien hand to uh actually like go against what you're consciously doing <laughs> like so you're trying that, to read a book and it just throws it to the yeah like the people there's the the account that i was reading was like someone was buttoning their shirt up and then like buttoning their shirt up and going up the shirt, yeah. and then the other hand was undoing all the buttons oh my as God. it went up. Yeah, and like like actually fighting against you. This is a real thing that happens to people. Man, what is this universe? This is a weird place. It's a this weird place. Weird, crazy place. Yeah. There is no no, no cure for alien hand syndrome. <laughs> oh man, I don't know why that's funny to me, but it's. I guess because it's such a baffling uh, illness. Yeah. That it's like, it's cruel and hilarious that there's no cure. Because like, of course there's no cure. <laughs> How would you, like, this is insane. It's nuts. Um, the first known instance was in Germany, 1908. And... Had, it was this this patient, this like woman, insisted that someone else was moving the left hand. That's so terrifying. Yeah, that's it would, and it, it would grab things and she couldn't let go. Wow, and that probably took so long for people to take seriously people seriously that yeah. had alien hand syndrome because it like I'm sure in like med like doctors um, in the past especially would have been like i'm sure they were so condescending to oh people. especially so, like, women right yeah totally like it was like oh you're Get just out hysterical of here. yeah here's your prescription of cocaine yeah <laughs> to deal with it yeah that's that's ridiculous. so man wow here's your cocaine and non-consensual sex with yeah. me your doctor oh, <laughs> like what the fuck yeah. You know what's weird about Sigmund? I think about this about Sigmund Freud sometimes is like he would <laughs> uh when he was like a when he was practicing psychoanalyst, right? Uh-huh. He would uh it was very common practice at the time, but especially for him to medically prescribe people cocaine. Right. And he also prescribed himself cocaine. Yeah. And so when he was doing his talk therapy with people, he he was just sitting on a couch with Sigmund Freud doing cocaine with Sigmund Freud. So it was just all of his theories just like beautiful. Oh, it's totally just your parents. Oh yeah. my God. Like he's <laughs> yeah, having like this gets real theory. excited. And people took it seriously for so long. And I swear that's all Sigmund Freud is, is like weird, weird coke down theories. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, lots of forward momentum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it'd be hard to argue when you're in a room doing that. That's totally it. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. it. Well, he's spo- smoking a definitely not phallic cigar. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a pipe. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Thing. Uh, there's a movie called Idle Hands. Not great, but uh, I remember it. It sticks mm-hmm. out to me. It has a lot to do with the murderer's hands. 
Idle Hands, it's like a stoner horror comedy. Uh, lazy stoner teenager Anton Tobias, played by Devin Sawa. Uh, his parents wind up dead on Halloween, all the clues pointing to him. His best friends Nub and Mick come over. <laughs> Anton realizes that his right hand has become possessed, can't control his hand, throws his cat across the street, meets his neighbor Molly, have a relationship. He kills his friends. Uh, goes to a funeral. Nub and Mick decide not to go to heaven, and they return to their former bodies and rise from the grave. And then they help him fight his uh, his hand. Wait, is there a scene where they're like ghosts or spirits, like ascending to heaven, or like you know what? Let's go back. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I watched it when I was like twelve. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's about it's about an evil hand on like a possibly bad person who redeems himself by cutting off his hand and then fighting right. his hand. Um, it's kind of like uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead is another example right. of dismemberment and then overcoming the the things that make yeah. you looked at as like lesser than human, which happens with people with dismemberment sometimes. Mm-hmm. In traditionally in stories and uh but it's it's kind of funny so he loses his hand in the second movie i think in evil dead 2 because the deadites possess you take over your body and then you turn into a crazy evil thing yeah so he's his date i think his like girlfriend or whatever uh got turned into a deadite and then his hand gets turned and it threatens to kill him Right, he's got to fight his hand. He fights his I hand. I remember that now. And he cuts off his hand. So like, rather than let himself be turned into something evil, he cuts off his own hand. Yeah. And then he fights it, and he's actually a more effective fighter because he attaches a chainsaw to it. Yeah. And he becomes uh, like a force for good. But then when he returns to the normal world, he is still fighting Deadites because in the end of Evil Dead, he's like back at S-Mart. He's just working in a grocery store. Yeah. And then shop the Deadites smart. come back. Yeah, Shop Smart, Shop S-Mart. The Deadites come back, and he's still fighting them even in the normal world. Yeah. And then the television series, um, which I haven't seen, but I've read the pilot script yeah. for. <laughs> I don't know if actually it, if it happens in the show. Um, but he's like, he's a, a drifter that just works. He just goes from S-Mart to S-Mart because he's on the books as an employee. So he transfers from S-Mart to S-Mart. And then whenever the deadites come to fight him, he moves to another (laughs) (laughs) S-Mart. And I think uh, if you like uh, tally that all up with his severed hand, it's like he he lost his hand and now he's never going to be quite the same. He's never going to quite fold back into normal society because like most of these kind of hero stories... You start in one place, you leave, you have your adventure, and then you come back, you bring the boon back. Yeah. Uh, Hero's journey speaking. But with with him, he does come back, but instead of bringing a boon, nobody cares about him. And he's just like stuck fighting deadites and living a drifter's life the whole time. Yeah. Oh, there's Princess Mononoke and the demon hand. Oh, yeah. Demon hand. Yeah. 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 It threatens to take him over over yeah. time, right? It's uh, it's a uh, it makes him draw his bow, you know. Yeah, it's a violent hand. Yeah, yeah it, it makes, makes him better him, fighting. It makes him and... do violent actions. Yeah, uh, against his control. Does he cut it off? He doesn't cut it off. They cure the the thing. Yeah, they do something. 
He goes. They save the forest, and then right. They put the uh, the big evil spirit. Yeah, down. he still left his village forever, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's again, like, yeah, these bittersweet. Like you're still a person, but society will never really look at you the same way. Yeah. After you've been changed, yeah, changing your hand, something happening to your hand, is like a really easy way to symbolize. Um, like never being the same again. Yeah. Being changed by your adventure in a way that alienates you from normal people. Yeah. Guts from Berserk got his hand cut off, but he turned it into a cannon. Oh, is that? That must be later on. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I just watched the the three Netflix movies. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, and then you also, his you fist risk. flips open. And of course. His wrist is a, is a cannon that he pulls with his teeth. Oh, my to God. That's amazing. Yeah. What a wacky show that is yeah yeah it's i think i've said this to you before i will say it on the podcast though the original um uh uh cheaply animated series i think is the superior one right i think yeah. I, you're not the only one that's said that yeah it, yeah i believe you i just happened to find the netflix ones convenient right yeah. in front of me and i had never seen berserk yeah. before they're good i think i enjoyed it yeah uh but I'm a sucker for some dark fantasy, so yeah. Well, so yeah. am I. I just yeah. uh, I I would like to get into them. I just don't have. If I watch, if I get into an anime, I have to like how many episodes is it of the original? Yeah, one? I think it's like a like a twenty episode okay. single season series. That's okay. Yeah, I remember watching it in high school a bunch with my buds, and then <laughs> rediscovering it again in university, and just like accidentally staying up all night. Like mm-hmm. I'll just watch another one and just marathon the entire. Yeah, series. it's like good, good television. Yeah. It's like crack. You just yeah. want to do all the crack. Yeah, you want to do all the cocaine with Freud. Yeah. There's no leftover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When Freud opens his vial, you just want to do it all night. And talk about your mother it's and okay. his mother. He's a professional. He has a prescription. <laughs> yeah, he knows what he's doing. Ah, uh, okay. I think we should. We should, we should stop probably now, wrap it up. It's what been an hour like, and a half. Two hours. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I talked about it all. It's great. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, there's so much more. There's so much more to get into with the hands, but I think we covered all the broad stuff. TV Tropes has a whole section on evil hand. You can look at all of the all of the media that use it. I mean. You don't need more, probably, if you listen to this. Uh, that's where you get more hand facts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great. Good. Good podcast. Good to be back in the saddle. Yeah, it's good. Right on. It's um, good. What's the next monster? Cyclops. The Cyclops. Another rich tapestry. Yeah, it's a classic. And uh, stay tuned for that. Are there any announcements? Um. <laughs> Do no. we have to do anything? I don't know. I don't think... Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. Um, yeah, good. Good night to you, Wes. <laughs> and to you, Chris. 